I'm not saying we, we made a ton of progress. I'm not saying that we solved it. But a world without Instagram, I, I think, is a sadder world because of all the positive effects it brings families, all the, all the other list of right. qualities that you just listed That is Kevin Sistrom speaking. A world without Instagram is a sadder world. We'll get to that in a moment. Welcome to Talking of Giants, a podcast that explores the stories of giants from various fields. Last episode looked into the story of Instagram's origin, how it started as a portal into various interests and artistic lives, to being increasingly filled with celebrities and pop culture. In this episode, the story continues. The Instagram team wanted the celebration to be a bit muted. Because they didn't want to seem like they were not working hard anymore. But the one taking care of the celebrations was Ivanka Trump. A muted Trump celebration is an oxymoron. Doesn't work that way. Ivanka's brother-in-law and Jared Kushner's brother, Joshua Kushner, had invested early on in Instagram. He had doubled his money very soon and wanted to make sure the employees had a great time. They stayed at the Trump International Hotel and later went to a club. They were handed out t-shirts with the words, One Billion Reasons to Smile. Then arrived a cake with the words, One Billion Dollars. It signified two things. The first thing was obvious. The company was a billion dollars rich because it was now acquired by a bigger company. The second thing was probably not so clear. The billion dollars was the price tag on Instagram's independence. Because they were bought not by just any company trying to reach out to youth. It was bought by the biggest hand at the table. Facebook. Facebook's purchase of Instagram came as a surprise to many. Especially to Jack Dorsey, the now CEO of Twitter. Twitter had already tried to acquire Instagram on two occasions. When the Facebook offer was put in front of Instagram, it had only recently raised funds, at the time valuing it around $500 million. Kevin Systrom's phone had rung and it had been Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook calling. Zuckerberg had no time for small talk. I've thought about it and I want to buy your company, had been his clear line. That set of things in motion at an intense speed. Zuckerberg had said he was willing to offer twice of whatever amount Kevin System was raising funding at. That would make the value of the acquisition worth a billion dollars. It was an amount unheard of, except for maybe YouTube's acquisition by Google. But this was after the financial crisis of 2008, and it was a big deal. But it probably wasn't the case that money was the whole draw. Startup founders, if they saw enough potential, did reject loads of cash. Mark Zuckerberg himself, during a similar growth cycle, had rejected when Yahoo offered to buy Facebook for a billion dollars. Billion dollars at a time when billion dollars was worth a lot more. But the allure for system was the promise of independence. 
and the potential to depend on Facebook's existing engineering teams and expertise to drive hiring and development to take Instagram forward. Weeks later, the deal was finalized. The Instagram team walked into the Facebook headquarters. Few employees realized who these people were and stood up. That recognition slowly turned into a standing ovation. The Instagram team, stars, a group of people worth a billion dollars. But this was not going to be an easy road ahead. A metric-based giant, Facebook, had eaten up a small media company with collages, quotes, and outfit-of-the-day posts. Numbers versus art. Move fast and break things versus take care and curate. But system got the backing of a giant that had gone down a similar journey. And Zuckerberg of Facebook had bought a rival that could have been a major threat right before Facebook's upcoming IPO. It was a win-win for both of them. What did not seem clear at the time was whether it was a win-win for the people. There were concerns about whether letting Facebook acquire Instagram would help it build a strong monopoly. It was one thing to doubt about this and it was another to prove it. How does one prove that Instagram is a direct competitor to Facebook? It was not even the revenue maker it is now. It was extremely hard to prove that Instagram and Facebook were vying for the same customer base for the same kind of attention. In a time like that, though it might have seemed like an enormous amount, Facebook stole Instagram for a great price without much scrutiny. On the Instagram side, cracks would start appearing soon enough. An employee at the top level of handling community engagement did not last even a year at Facebook. It was hard to do meaningful work in a place that measured only metrics. It was a hard change, but it was one Instagram had to make for its growth and survival inside Facebook. Since the start, there was an understanding in the Instagram's top press that they had to make revenue to justify their acquisition price. On his own, Kevin Systrom approached Mark Zuckerberg and said he wanted to discuss how Instagram could potentially make revenue. But Mark Zuckerberg made it clear that growing at all costs was a thing to be done at the moment and revenue making could wait. In the meantime, celebrities were creating huge followings for themselves on the platform. Chris Jenner would help her daughters create a money-minting machine off of Instagram. Chris Jenner is the matriarch of the Kardashian family that includes children from both her marriages. Navigating controversy and directing attention towards their lives, the Kardashian family took the business of being famous for being famous to new heights. Barack Obama once quipped at one of uh, her daughters, Kendall Jenner, at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. He said, I'm not exactly sure what she does, but I'm told that my Twitter mentions are about to go through the roof. <laughs> This precisely sums up the life of the Kardashians. No one really knew what it is that they did, but they were famous. Yes, they had a reality show, but many people had reality shows. 
the kardashian clan had cracked a different code the way things worked for celebrities that fueled gossip columns was completely different before instagram the mystery of their life was currency so it was during the times of say paris hilton reporters would pay good money to get the latest scoop about her social life the truth in paris hilton's case for example was way more elaborate paris hilton is the granddaughter of the hotelier baron hilton her manager would plant photographers and would instruct them to wear a particular piece of clothing so this photographer would show up amongst other photographers wearing maybe a green scarf paris would pose specifically looking at that photographer these photos would then be sold by her own manager to the media through a different party they thus generated news recorded it and sold it this ensured that the thrill of wanting to know about their life was intact but also the rumor mills kept churning with enough fodder provided by the celebs themselves so keeping their life a mystery and under wraps and then sending it out in pieces was important for them but chris jenner of the kardashian clan made sure that her daughters made their lives public the keeping up with the kardashians tv show celebrities thus gained huge followings on instagram attention was currency and this family realized it early on years later chris jenner's daughter kylie jenner would ask her mother for advice on a new project she thought about she wanted to sell a line of lipstick solely through her instagram her mother chris instructions was clear make sure those are three shades you really love if it sells you have a business if you don't you have three shades you will have to use for the rest of your life what followed was a shock that the jenners and the kardashians were not ready for the product flew off the shelves at such a pace that chris jenner thought the website had crashed this trend of selling products online sometimes with nothing stocked in physical stores would be started by all of the sisters they would cross post about each other and support their followings kylie whose journey started with the lipstick business was featured on forbes as the youngest self-made female billionaire the other sisters kim kardashian has 256 million followers Khloe Kardashian 186 million followers, Kourtney Kardashian 144 million, Kendall Jenner 192 million and Kylie Jenner 272 million. You see, the least popular of the sisters by follower count, Kourtney Kardashian still has 144 million followers. The age of the influencer has taken on solid shape. Now this is not ordinary power it is a kind of power that grants a jet setting life and palatial houses for the ones gaming the system right in a world such as that there is always a high standard of beauty to be kept up here's the kicker it is beauty that takes a lot of work to get to but is portrayed as something casual 
or even natural that is where all this uh, i woke up like this nonsense on instagram comes from instagram became a place of utmost beauty but upon the insistence of the instagram team itself in many ways and by different incentives they gave out like giving a preference for the natural seeming ones on the recommended list a natural vibe became a necessity for people to thrive on the platform so even though you wouldn't necessarily want to look like cara delevingne from a cover of vogue you might want to look and appear to live the life of that influencer you see on instagram the influencer who promises you that with effort you can do what she does too and maybe even look like her this created a lot of problems for teenagers a lot were troubled with body image problems justin bieber and other celebrities had brought in a wave of early teens onto the platform who were very impressionable regulating hate comments also became a huge challenge for instagram celebrities especially taylor swift contacted the instagram team personally and pushed for changes that would make it harder to post hate comments over time with software changes and campaigns to promote positivity instagram did handle its overwhelming bullying problem and made it a overall better experience but what of the evils that were not so out in the open for many young people there was great pressure because it became a necessity to have a certain standing in instagram it became an open popularity contest college clubs even looked at people's following counts to decide who was popular and who had better reach this was also used in their decision making process for recruitments into college clubs people would go through tremendous effort to take photographs and painstakingly edit them to make them look perfect it was even found that a large percentage of youngsters had two different instagram accounts one the main account with all their followers and the one open to the world and the other one their finsta a finsta is a secondary instagram account where people try to be their authentic self finstas also tend to be private accounts and can't be peered into by their outer circles except their core so here teens tend to find the freedom to express themselves in their own way and to post photos which they like and might not on the regular instagram be deemed perfect when i read about this idea of a finsta many years ago i found it a bit disturbing people go through all that trouble i wondered just then it struck me i had a finsta too because when i had wanted to start sharing photos with captions that are not necessarily the short and dreamy ones instagram is known for i created a separate instagram one away from my circles that finsta of mine became my insta blogging page called student wiki later on and it has helped me make friends from different countries so overall it is a good story but then there is the other side the other side where the pressure young girls feel about having the perfect image is very real 
Studies indicate that Instagram has an overall higher negative effect on young people's mental health. Because for young people, Instagram is not just a part of culture. It is culture. It it tells them what cool is, what the latest trend is and what they should be aspiring to. With quotes like, not all who wander are lost, Instagram at once inspires us and at the same time makes us hate our lives for being subpar. While it is nice to see glamorous photos of beaches, it is hard not to count the ways in which we hope our life could get there. It doesn't even have to be celebrities or influencers. It could be that one cousin or friend with a good camera or awfully good looks. They need not even have a great life. They can stir up your FOMO just by being good at their Instagram game. FOMO stands for fear of missing out, you ancient person. They are not wrong. These people are not wrong because they will continue to represent their life as they have every right to in the way they feel is best. But it is important to acknowledge that while Instagram builds itself as a ray of hope, it can quickly turn into a cloud of gloom hovering over our everyday lives, making us feel lesser than. And that is a caution worth keeping in mind. As for the story at hand, Instagram itself in 2021 seems to be going through a rough teenage puberty of sorts. Because many years ago, at one point, Instagram did start advertising. It achieved a particular niche by trying to approach advertising like the fashion magazines. They're selling you something, but it is masked as the happy life. This field was brought in by carefully choosing their advertisers at the start. They would schedule advertisers and only Instagram's team could approve the advertising for a particular day or a week. Kevin's system would personally oversee and approve each and every design and copy that would go on Instagram. This created a nudge effect for all the future advertisers that have kept this idea in mind. We're not selling a product. We're selling a lifestyle. And soon enough, Facebook wanted its money's worth. A new app, Snapchat, had introduced a feature that allowed for disappearing images that took out the stress of needing everything to be perfect. Teens flocked to Snapchat. Snapchat also came up with a feature that allowed posts to stay up for 24 hours and then disappear. It was called Stories. All through this, Snapchat was eating Facebook's lunch. And like Instagram, and unlike Instagram actually, it had repelled Facebook's charm when Facebook tried to acquire it. Mark Zuckerberg now wanted to go to war. The Instagram team themselves at the time had come up with a feature that was a clone of Snapchat's stories. It was launched and became outrageously successful. Kevin's system went so far as to even admitting that it was a Snapchat copy but argued that it was a new format, much like an email, and that Instagram had improved on a wider, more general idea that Snapchat created. Then, years later, Facebook had another threat. TikTok. 
people are making short videos with music and film references overlaid over them it's choice to go to war instagram again facebook created a tiktok clone called reels for instagram reels was also a success and brought different varieties of creators onto the platform that's why i say it feels like instagram's teenage is instagram a window into artistic and nuanced details of interesting lives like it was in the start is it the place to share lighthearted 24 hour stories is it the bothersome app that shows you an ad for every 3 posts or is it the app where you mindlessly scroll through infinite 30 second videos for 2 hours every day is instagram any of these all of these none of these we don't know it's a teenager maybe it's a phase maybe that's who it is in conclusion there is one thing i want to leave you with use instagram and fill your heart there are many colorful cute and powerfully passionate stories of hope growth and progress on that platform be a voice for such stories cheer them on be cheered on but if it hurts how you feel about life feel free to take a break from it if there is an overachiever friend that bothers you or a particular relative that presents their life to look way fancier than it is feel free to unfollow them their reality and their ways of portraying it is none of our business but the effect it has on our mental peace is so feel free follow who you like and support the causes you love and for those and for keeping those annoying friends and relatives in the loop this facebook anyways i mean facebook jeez that's a whole other thing some other day but but for now chin up and fight on you my friend are awesome cheers folks i'll see you next time you can support the podcast at buymeacoffee.com/talkingofgiants that is buymeacoffee.com/talkingofgiants the proceeds will be used to gain better sources of news and other content for research thank you talking of giants is a podcast hosted by vikhyat mutyala the theme soundtrack was composed by berti ashley You can reach me Vikhyat Mutyala at talkingofgiants@gmail.com. That is talkingofgiants@gmail.com. Hope you enjoyed the show.